What's up guys? Thanks for coming back to Lockdown Universe. Just wanted to let you guys know that Anchor now is allowing you to become part of the Lockdown Universe experience by uh, part becoming part of the subscription. We're only charging $1.99 currently and we want you to be part of the experience. We're going to offer unheard of whistleblower testimony as well as government insider information as well as folks who have undergone hypnotic regression and told us their story so please tune into that if you are interested for deeper cuts and deeper information please consider being part of the subscription it's only a dollar 99 and it's definitely worth it so join in let's get to the show What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Lockdown Universe, some of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back, happy to be back. Today, we are going to talk about an individual who actually encountered the 20 and back program. So, <clears throat> if you haven't heard about this program, it's been around for quite a while. Some folks refer to it as Project Serpo, in which we traded humans for aliens and they would do 20 years on their planet and 20 years back um, others don't call it project serpo they call it another project or the unnamed project and it involves folks basically doing 20 years of service on another planet on the behest of the u.s military or the global military and being age regressed 20 years and brought back to the planet it's a very strange tale it involves a lot of different twists and things like that. Now, this is not Tony Kramer. If you're familiar with Tony Kramer's story, this is not it. This is a totally different individual. Uh, this is uh, Tony Rodriguez. <clears throat> and he recounts his 20 years as a slave to the secret space programs on a parallel timeline. So this article comes to us from Ufolic, uh, November 27th. And he states, what happened to me wasn't that unusual, unfortunately. What was unusual was that I remembered it. Now, <clears throat> he's a 49-year-old woodworker, and he recounted his 20-year-long experience of being passed from secret black op to secret black op. And uh, the reason he actually remembered this was because of an MRI, uh, which is really interesting. I mean, I've had MRIs before. You guys have probably had MRIs before. Um they're, they can be jarring, um, but this actually jarred a memory, well, not a memory, 20 years worth of memories back into his consciousness that had been repressed and completely forgotten. So that's really interesting. I don't know what the mechanics behind the MRI machine would be. I mean, I understand it has some magnetic uh, energy source that revolves around you and then creates images um, out of magnetic waves. Um, but by no means am I a MRI expert. Um, <clears throat> I barely wanted to go in one, much less become an expert. On one. <laughs> but uh, luckily, they have some some open MRIs uh, in in some larger cities, so you you can have the sides open, just um, be kind of hamburgered in the middle of the MRI machine in between two big plates. <clears throat> so. Uh, this this MRI took place in April of 2015, and these memories sent him into a basically a panic attack. Um, but he he was aware that he wasn't going to be taken seriously by anybody. No professional was going to take him seriously. They would just throw a bunch of meds at him and basically be done with him. 
So he started talking about these things and recounted some places um, and events. Uh, <clears throat> regardless of how people would see him, um, you know, he just started to come out on boards, making videos, talking on podcasts, that kind of thing. Um, and this sent him on a mission to help others retrieve their memories as well. Um, so apparently this is such a common occurrence that many people actually don't even know that they were taken. And that's how evolved this entire project is, is that folks can't even remember it happened. I have really bad memory of my history, you know, my childhood and that kind of thing, especially like 10 and younger. It's just bad. Um, you know, once I hit like a teen, I have like some memories and then I'm 20s, some more memories, but it's just, it seems like 10 and under was just like a blank blur. Like, and I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I definitely feel that way. So I could easily understand how people could not remember a lot of information about their, their past. Um, I know some people, they're really good at, at, at remembering their, their entire history, their entire childhood. Um, you know, maybe they had a traumatic child, childhood. I did not. Um, but, you know, if you had a traumatic childhood, it'd be easy to remember a lot of things, I imagine. And a lot of things might be blocked from your memory as well. But um, <clears throat> anyway, I regress. So let's go back to 1982. Tony was gifted fourth grade's talented and gifted, or he was put into the talented and gifted program, which consisted of the top five percentile of children in the entire region. <clears throat> it was a weekly program uh, that he met a boy from a rich family who would change his life. Tony didn't really get along with this kid, um, and Tony said some hurtful feelings, or hurtful things to the boy. Uh, which sent him into a full-fledged hatred for Tony, apparently. <clears throat> so this kid says, my dad is in the Illuminati. What does your dad do? Interesting. I don't, <laughs> I don't know if I believe in the Illuminati or anything like that. I mean, I don't know really anything about the Illuminati at all. Um, I've always been more focused on the paranormal. Um, but uh, the boy claimed that uh, his his father was an Illuminati and happened to be in town on business working on a deal with Coca-Cola. So <clears throat> when this was going down, Tony remembers the boy's father saying something along the lines of, we'll send him on a breakaway and take care of this. Breakaway civilization? Perhaps. So that happened on a Wednesday, and the next morning was Thursday. Tony woke up with a gray extraterrestrial in his face. Now, there's some pictures on this article. It has Tony um, at some um, speaking engagements, and he has a picture of the gray. He has a picture of a reptilian, reptoid extraterrestrial as well. I'll get into that in a second. But um, <clears throat> So this gray greeted Tony upon his arrival, and then another kind of reptoid extraterrestrial came into the room as well, picked him up, carried him to the end of his bed where there was a flash of bright light. Now this reptilian doesn't look like a lot of the other reptilians I've seen. This one looks kind of like it's got this, it looks kind of hunched over, a little bit smaller, kind of like, you know, laid back eyes, not like eyes with evil intent. And it has kind of this like hooded hat, kind of like a gnome would have. <clears throat> And it stated, the extraterrestrial stated that it wanted Tony's permission to borrow, quote-unquote, his consciousness. That's really interesting. So let's see if we can get some more information about that. 
He recalls a dull, a dull, rounded room, and it was here that Tony gave permission to telepathically borrow his consciousness in order to run some tests to see if he had the genetics that they were looking for so they could use him for the secret programs. So Tony tested in favor of these these programs, apparently, and was instructed that he would begin his first uh, first part of his program the very next day. So the next day, apparently, Tony woke up in, oof, this is going to be a tough one, in, in Yakern, California, I-N-Y-O-K-E-R-N, California, with complete amnesia. Okay, so this is like the next day he, he, woke, he wakes up with amnesia. So he's not in this program, right? He wakes up with amnesia in California. He has no memory of his childhood, which, which is interesting. I was just talking about that. Uh, he had no memory of who he was, his mother or father, and he states that this industrial hypnosis was so strong that he even struggled to regain speech. He had a hard time remembering how to speak English. So from there, apparently, he was passed along um, to a mind control program to the back of the moon for a chemically induced remote viewing program. So he shows a picture of this trapezoid base that he states he was at. And then he also states he was shipped off to Seattle, where he was sold to be privately owned by a practicing Satanist billionaire who shipped him to Peru to use him for the remote viewing of illegal drugs and goods. This is really interesting because uh, Peru is kind of this hot spot for UFO activity. So it's not surprising that there's other paranormal activity going on there, or at least reported paranormal activity, including remote viewing. But especially during the drug era, you know, and that kind of thing, there was just so much engagement with, with you know, that area, South America, Central America, um, that it wouldn't be surprising to have so much other wild stuff going on. So <clears throat> later on, he states that uh, this Satanist billionaire... Um, took him uh, to these parties where uh, he witnessed some satanic rituals and things like that. Um, he, the Sa Seattle billionaire also had him trained on calisthenics and had him on a, a regimen of unknown pills. That's really interesting. Bizarre, but interesting. And Tony became allergic to the pills, and it forced the billionaire to sell him off to a secret space program. So these guys just got like this circle of stuff going on, it seems like. You know, you didn't work out for me, I'll pass them on to you, you know what I mean? Um, so Tony was trained as a suicide soldier, uh, from what it says here, uh, researching and perfecting the fight or flight response in an arena against insectoids. So he's supposed to be a fighter against the insectoids. Uh, the program used eye drops to deliver bio-neural properties that would show him endless movies and deliver the message that the most noble thing you can do is give your life for your brother. The purpose of these mind control movies was to teach him that when faced with combat, to not run from an enemy, he was meant to be trained support soldiers for our military. That's really fascinating. So from there, he was shipped to Mars on a combat mission with more insectoids. This program was canceled due to the insectoids adapting much faster than anticipated, and he was shipped to a larger underground city work, 
working ship maintenance on the Ceres Colony Corporation between Mars and the asteroid belt. The colony was ran by Dutch Nazis that lived under a treaty with the ETs. I mean, this this is packed with so much information. I could probably do three podcasts on this. It's just like so much info. The last mission he states he was on a spaceship as a cargo engineer. So give me a moment here. I am going to continue this in one brief moment. So what information did Tony bring back? Well, he went on to say that World War I was about money and World War II was actually about interstellar flight, which makes sense and is kind of congruent with a lot of stories we've heard about uh, the Nazis being able to utilize the the Nazi bell for time travel and space travel and that the U.S. was already in cahoots with uh, extraterrestrials reverse engineering their craft. So, yes, this is very congruent. Um, he states the Germans, Americans, and a consortium of corporations had been settling the solar system since World War II. Tony also insisted that interstellar flight is a reality. That means that we can fly in our uh, solar system. So he states that we have contact with ET races uh, in which we have been trading resources with. And if it's possible, we might actually be able to travel outside of our solar system if we're working with the ETs themselves. Uh, He states that we have been uh, trading humans as a resource with extraterrestrials in exchange for technology. So that goes to the the treaty that Eisenhower signed. And uh, Tony also states that time travel was involved in this experience as at the end of his interstellar tour, Tony was age-regressed back to the same night that he was taken. Now, this is the point in which it really gets a little weird, right? Because you can believe in people being kidnapped and taken into interstellar flight and put in these secret space programs. But how does one wrap their mind around this age regression, which, man, if you'd have to have some like top-notch people to be able to age regress a body... But if you could, that's great. But then on top of that, you need a whole other technology to bring them back in time to the point in which they were taken. I mean, that's like, it almost seems like it's too much effort for the risk and for for the reward, you know. Uh, But apparently there's enough reward to take someone who has enough talent psychically with their psi energies, with their psychic capabilities, uh, to be able to be utilized in these secret space programs, to be utilized for 20 years and then brought back. Now, what is interesting about this 20 number and that is congruent is that that 20 number is directly representative of the amount of time it takes to graduate or retire from the military. 20 and done, right? I have plenty of people in the military that are in my family, they did 20 and done. Now they're retired. Now they have, you know, the military pension. And, you know, they still work, but they have that military pension. So 20 and done. So if they did 20 and back, that's that 20-year timeline. If they get you early, you got 20 good years, workable years, years that your body is healthy enough to maintain itself and to, to, to do hard work, and then you're done. And so he states that, Um, They actually have a timeline on this article, which is kind of interesting. 
but he states that um, the <clears throat> when he returned back to his original timeline, the extraterrestrial beings had industrially, industrially, industrially hypnotized him again, erasing his memory yet another time and returning him all of his memories <clears throat> back. They also... They had also done some surgical procedures in combination with the hypnosis to make him forget names, faces, and entire segments of time in which he was gone. Upon his return, Tony ran downstairs to his family where he exclaimed, I haven't seen you guys in years. So, you know, is is this just the ramblings of, of a mentally ill person or is this... Something that's regularly happening to people on a daily, not well, on a daily basis, I guess, you know, or you know, an, an annual basis. There's so much to unpack in this story. I mean, if we go back to the beginning where he talks about all of the places that he went, he was part of a Mars mission, he was part of a lunar mission, he was part of a an in between mission, then he was part of a Seattle billionaire's uh, Illuminati group where he was remote viewing, um, you know, cocaine distribution. And then when he became allergic to these drugs and this regimen that he was on, that he was traded, quote unquote. I mean, you talk about like human trafficking basically here, you know, and then he's, and then he was traded to a secret spy program, which used him to battle reptilians, you know, on, on Mars and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like th this story has so many events packed into it that it's it's almost too good to be true and i'm not saying it's not true but it's like there's just so much stuff packed into 20 years and i mean if you do think about your own career right you have bounced around i mean some of us have bounced around from place to place i've worked in multiple different places places in my in my field of of work uh and then positions outside of my field of work so you know or you know my field of study i should say so it's possible, you know, I mean, if you did a few years here, a few years there, you know, it adds up. So it's possible. But what do you think? You know, what do you think about this story? Do you think it's possible that he was shipped to Mars to, on a combat mission with insectoids uh, only for it to be canceled because the insectoids were adapting much faster than anticipated? Do you think that he was in an underground city working ship maintenance maintenance on a on the series colony corporation between mars and the asteroid belt um do you think that he was uh you know basically into human trafficking in into uh into a seattle billionaire's home to be his basically his remote viewing servant i mean there's there's some potential there i mean think about the power that a remote viewer has the ability to be able to see where money is going, where power is going, where to the right places in which to take that power. You know, I mean, that, that, that information is invaluable and you can't put a price tag on that. So Tony might have a legit story here. Um, so it's one of these stories that we're just going to have to kind of take his word on it, but it's very interesting. It's very fascinating. Something to dig into, something to take a look at. Feel free to take a look at uh, the Ufolic webpage, very interesting, got, got a couple good pictures on there, and uh, yeah, tell me what you think in the, in the, in the podcast uh, comments sections, or on, 
on uh, Facebook. Um, you know, we're there as well. So feel free to leave a comment and, and let me know what you think about this particular story. Hopefully you guys are taking care of yourselves, uh, taking care of your mental health, your spiritual health, your physical health, following through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams, and as always, continuing to question the universe around you. Till next time, guys, take care, and Lockdown Universe out.